Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we provide the internet with the life hacks they demand. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. How are we doing, everyone? <laughs> oh. Pretty, pretty good. It's hard to get back into the oh, saddle. <laughs> it's true. Everyone's, oh, Matt's not everyone's doing so just, good. <laughs> everyone's just so tired at the beginning <clears throat> of the year, I feel like, and it really becomes an effort to, you know, talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true generally, but you are also in the middle of moving, which is a million times worse. It's true. I'm now at the stage of just, like, everything is just being brought over nonstop. I did nine trips yesterday oh, no. in my car, <laughs> bringing stuff over, and we're almost done. But then it's like, you know how disheartening it is to be like, well, now that I've moved all the stuff out, it's just my filth in here. <laughs> and now I need to clean all of my filth out. Yeah. And even when I'm done, it's still going to be a pretty shitty apartment. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, although that's not your problem anymore, luckily. Yeah. I know, yeah. but it kind of is, because what if the landlord comes in and is like, mm, this place is shittier than I remember, no security deposit back for you. How good are the yeah. protections against that behavior in uh, New Jersey? One th- one trick I learned that really helped One simple is... trick. Bring a shotgun yep. to the oh, meeting. <laughs> podiatrists hate this guy for this one simple trick. <laughs> Um, is that when a landlord doesn't give you back your security deposit or like gives you a reduced one, you are legally owed a an itemized list of what they spent the yep. money on. Ooh. Um, and if you challenge any of the charges on it, they have to provide a receipt to say, yes, this is I did pay somebody to do this. So if they didn't, then you get your... That's pretty good. Also, yeah. your, you particularly, your particular landlord seems like he might be a little bit too checked out to care about, like, oh, fighting it. That's the hope, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now that I have a, a home of my own and don't have a landlord anymore, I don't care as much. But every time I rented, all I wanted was a landlord who didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten lucky in that <clears throat> both of my landlords in New York have been, uh, just the person who owns and lives in the house, but there's other apartments in it, so they rent them out. Mm-hmm. Rather than, the, like... Is that good? Yes, that's better, because if if they own a property where their primary, their primary motivation for renting it out is to generate revenue, they suck. But if it's just like, well, I own this house, I'm not using the other apartment in it, I guess I'll just rent it out. It's like, there's much less motivation to screw you over. That's true, but, I mean, I guess I'm just thinking about, I mean, I don't remember if I've ever, I guess I have lived in houses like that, but mostly I'm thinking about when you get an Airbnb and you read the listing and it's like, oh, this place is perfect, and then at the bottom it's like, the owners live in the other half and they'll come by every night and knock on your door and ask how you're doing. I'm like, fuck this! <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Even though it's perfect in every other way, I absolutely refuse to rent a place that I'm going to have to talk to someone in. Yeah, it was not the type of thing that I would have wanted when I was, like, in New Brunswick. Yeah. But here in New York, where uh, New York people are much uh, more willing to leave one another alone, it's pretty good. That's good. How is how have we as a society not evolved to the point where we all understand that everyone just wants to be left alone? I mean, some people don't though, and they're really messing up the curve. And they they are much more willing to assume that everyone else secretly does want to not be left alone. Yeah, I this is like maybe a little bit um, countryist, 
I don't know, national <laughs> nationalist. Yeah, you've become a nationalist. Uh huh. Yeah, Go yeah. on. <laughs> but like every <clears throat> German person I've ever met is like, "Hey, you just want to be brought out of your shell, right, buddy?" <laughs> Hmm, that's weird. I wonder yeah. if that feels like a European type of attitude. It's not all of Europe, though, but not Germany and like Sweden and the Netherlands and those kinds of areas are like so friendly that they make that's me strange. angry. I, I hear literally exactly the opposite from most travel guides and people's experiences online. <laughs> I wonder if it's the people who, because obviously I've never been to Germany. Maybe it's the people who are outgoing enough to travel from Germany to America uh, yeah. are also that way. <clears throat> They've self-selected. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I like about? it. I think that's pretty good. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I think it's good to be yourself, whatever you are, but you really, especially if you're like an that. outgoing person, <laughs> you really have to, like, be aware of the fact that not everyone is like you. Yeah, I think this is something I've learned in my old age, that mm -hmm. people sometimes are so different enough they can't be friends. Not for any bad reason, but simply, like, I don't like people prying into my business. So mm -hmm. I've had friends who've been like, I told you I started seeing this new guy and you asked about him a little bit, but then you didn't ask more and that kind of hurt my feelings. And I was mm -hmm. like, I would hate for someone to do that to me, so I would never do that to you. I, like, even though I know you want it, I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. So it's like, we just can't be really close friends because I can't give you what you want because it's so opposite of what I want. There's nothing more freeing in the world than realizing you don't have to have a justification for not being friends with someone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can just you can just not be friends with someone for no reason that that you understand or feel to feel the need to articulate, and it's fine. So, something that I still struggle with, though, is when I am friends with someone and they yeah, invite me, too. me to. I hate that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they invite me to do a thing that sounds awful yeah, to me yeah yeah and i'm like well i am your friend like first of all are you inviting me because you want someone there with you to make it less awful for you because that i get and i will do that for you but do you really think that i'm gonna enjoy doing this because i'm definitely not what's an example like watching a movie online over video chat uh, I mean, yes, I do hate that. Which oh, good. It's I not know. just me, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Man, I need new friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine for those that like it, but it's just, it, it, I can't watch the movie very well, and I can't talk to people very well, so it's just nothing that, that I want to do. That's mm -hmm. all true about me. I can't talk to people very well or watch movies very well, just <laughs> in general. <laughs> um, But yeah, I don't know, like... There's a certain kind of convention that I do enjoy going to where it's like about board games or something I'm really interested in, but I've realized that I hate anime conventions mm -hmm. and yeah. I still have friends who will be like, you should come to this anime convention. And I'm like, no, no they're <laughs> terrible. Don't you remember? <laughs> Don't you remember yeah. how terrible they are every time? Yeah, I've had friends who like really want to go clubbing or something. I'm like, I'm like I don't want to do that. So, oh, no, like, I my... love you doing that. That's great. <laughs> so my <laughs> answer is always going to be no, I guess. And then you'll stop asking me, and then you'll feel weird about it. But I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah, that's my problem. Is because here's the thing: I don't want to stop being invited to anything. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. so I always feel like if somebody invites me, I have to say yes <laughs> to be like, haha, yeah, no, I do hate this, but I I do like to be invited, guys. Yeah, Don't I'm forget fun. about old Matt. I'm fun and cool. Yeah, <laughs> you do have to keep inviting me or I will feel sad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're that no-take-only throw, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Are we describing a universal experience or is this very specific to us, do you think? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I feel like there are some times when I just, I get very Bilbo Baggins about it, and I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'll do this thing that sounds unpleasant, why not? <laughs> you get very Bilbo Baggins about it, and you're like, Gandalf, my friend, is trying to betray me and steal my magic ring. Yep. <clears throat> and he literally looks down on me from his enormous regular person height. Gandalf the White living in that ivory tower. <laughs> yeah, he was one with the ivory tower. <laughs> Hold on, guys, guys, did you hear? Yep. Yeah. Gandalf, Gandalf yeah. the White. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Was Sauron the White also before, or Sa- Saruman, rather? God, what a terrible name. <laughs> have, we, Listen, have we roasted J.R.R. Tolkien about this before? Sometimes people have similar names. Yes, but you can't have the one guy who ends up being secretly in league with the other guy have a name so similar to that other guy. Yeah, I guess. But, like, maybe as you're reading it... It'd be like if I was like, Jeff, are you secretly in league with the Dark Lord Jerf? (laughs) Uh, no, that's ridiculous. (laughs) What, because our names sound alike? That's um, stupid. Do you you hear yourself? (laughs) Jeff's protesting an awful lot about this uh, association with Jerf. Jerf, Jerf is a bad guy, and J- Jeff, you have been talking a lot about how he has some pretty good ideas. Listen, you just think our names sound alike, which makes you a bad person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm good, actually. Now, Jeff, I noticed that you have all of these mud soldiers standing around outside your house holding banners that say Jerf on them. Was that just a printing error, or...? Those now, are see, pops. when you say mud soldiers, <laughs> um, what you mean is my personal assistants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You used your dark magic to... It's regular magic to me, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> to the Joker, it's regular magic. <laughs> now, uh, you, can't, you can't mention Jeff's assistants or one of them is going to pipe up and start talking on the call again. <laughs> We actually addressed that before you joined the oh, call. Oh, good. Today, uh, were they doing it again? Uh, no, but uh, Jeff had a visitor over talking to him in the background, and I thought that it was his uh, oh. digital assistant. And I was like, uh-oh, is this Siri piping in again? No, I did. I, I did. There's a little red light at the top of the Amazon device that I'm still nervous to say the name of because I don't trust that it's muted, even though I pushed the mute button. Yeah. The red light shows that it's still listening to you and <laughs> paying attention to your behaviors. Yeah, the the red light. light. The red light is to indicate that it uh, it can't let me do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. The red light is to say that it still will not open the pod bay doors for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, to be fair, he was trying to eject Hal into the vacuum of space, so. Yeah. Yeah, but he, so the problem isn't that he's not, he's refusing to do it. The thing that's scary is that he's saying, I can't do that. And what he really means is that I won't do that. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Semantics, that's the problem with mm-hmm. robots. Yep. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. He's a robot. He shouldn't be able to get 
it grammatically wrong because robots, as we all know, their heads explode <laughs> if they get something wrong. I yeah, thought a ro- bunch of grammar Nazis. I thought in the fifties robots had to be like, I can't use contractions. That's illogical in speech. But nowadays robots are like, I'm your pal, and I'm going to use slang that makes you comfortable with me being now a robot. Robots only use contractions. <laughs> yeah, they're always dabbing and using doing TikTok spinners. dances. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that, that is kind of true. true. Yeah. That's true yeah. about specifically the famous robot Megan oh, from the God. movie and the Thregan. Oh, is that is Megan always dabbing? No, but she does do some TikTok dances in that movie. <laughs> does she floss at some point? <laughs> no, it's much it's much weirder. It's uh, much more unsettling love, looking dancing. I haven't seen any media advertising Megan, partially because I'm not paying attention to media right now because i'm in the middle of moving i've only heard it like third and fourth hand from people Mm -hmm. and in my mind this movie is about now i know that it's a flossing uh haunted doll robot that murders people and that sounds awesome yeah i've heard it's good it is not as awesome as the premise would make you think but it's still pretty good i don't like not as awesome Yeah, that's yeah. reasonable. I also don't like not as awesome, just as you know a general why? rule. You know why? It's not as it's awesome. Not as, it's not as awesome <laughs> as you thought it would be, and that's disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, what'd you do this week? These past well, two weeks? <laughs> yeah, this past month, or year, or whatever. Um, I have, I, I've been watching YouTube videos. Haven't <laughs> we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, just to sort of distract myself while I've been unpacking things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched the uh, McElroy Brothers game streams that they have on YouTube. Oh, yeah. McElroyale. I like those when I'm half paying attention working on crafts yes. or something. They're great for half paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched a few of the Fortnite ones and was like, meh. But they've recently started playing Sea of Thieves again. Mm-hmm. And fuck, that game is fun. I forgot. (laughs) I re-downloaded it on my computer. I've only had time to play, like, an hour of it, but that game fucking whips ass. It's so fucking good, you guys. (laughs) Um, It It looks very cartoony and kind of janky when they play. Yeah, I mean, it visually it's not trying to be realistic, so you have Mm -hmm. to, like, get over that immediately. Mm -hmm. If you can. Oh my god, it's so cool, because, like... (laughs) It's not hyper realistic, but it's realistic enough in its way that boats work. Okay. That you like you're like, okay, I have to start by setting my uh heading and then I need to lift the anchor and then drop the sail and then angle the sail into the wind and then keep an eye on it and make sure I'm still catching the wind to get there and like there's not, like, a heads-up display, so you can't see if you're headed the right way until you go down into the navigation room. Huh. Um, I've only played it with other people a few times, but every time, it's so great. Because you're all like, okay, I'll be in the crow's nest watching out for islands, and I'll be at the wheel, and I'll be in the navigation room. It's so good! Maybe <laughs> oh maybe I should give this game another shot, because I tried it once and was like, this is incomprehensible to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at launch it was underwhelming because even though it had a lot of these systems in it, it didn't really have any progression. You just would gather money to buy like cosmetic items for your your 
pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's like three factions. There's the rich people. There's the like thieves people, and then there's the spooky people. And you can do missions for them to gain ranks in their thing to get better missions. The spooky people, you just fight skeletons, which fucking kicks ass. That rules. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's just so like the, the three classes in the Industrial Revolution. The rich yeah, people, exactly. the thieves, and the spooky people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. The proletariat um, I, also, is what we call the spooky people. Yeah. Other than the um other than the the like boss skeletons that are that you have to actually fight, all the other skeletons, if you shoot them with one musket ball, they just fall to pieces and it's so satisfying every time. That does sound fun. It does sound uh, pretty good. Kicks ass. The problem is, I this game very clearly benefits from playing with other people online, and I would love to do that, but every time I've ever tried to play games with people online, the process of figuring out when everyone will be available, and like getting everyone on and connected, and being able to do this thing, like mm-hmm. especially because some of our friends are not super tech-savvy, it's like... It takes two hours to get everyone on board, on and doing the thing, and then you get 15 minutes before someone has to leave, and then it all falls apart again. And it's just f- so frustrating that I'm like, I'm just going to sail this fucking pirate ship by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's part of, part of it is, I don't know that many people with Xboxes. Yeah, I mean, it works on PCs. In fact, I think it works better on your PC, but yes, I hear what you're saying. I know, like, even fewer people with gaming PCs than I do with Xboxes. That's true. Uh, can we talk for one second about one of our friends who I won't name Uh-oh. said in our group, let's all start playing Valheim together online. Let's all set it up. And then Jeff and I spent three days setting up a server and they never even downloaded it. Oh, man. The person that suggested it never logged in once. It was just me and Jeff. Pretty good. <laughs> Oh, it's almost like it was a prank on us. Maybe it was. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the, like, five hours that I played that game, so bad prank. It's a pretty good game. Hmm. I don't know why we didn't play more of it, except for the fact that no one ever joined except for you and me. Yeah, I kind of want to dip back in. I see it pop up on my Steam library once in a while. but It's just such an ugly game. I know yeah. that some people like that aesthetic, but I find it to be... The colors are all kind of muddy and... I don't know. It doesn't excite me to look at. It's not like Sea of Thieves, which is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> I've only seen the McElroys uh, take turns putting each other's little dog companions into a cannon and shooting them out into the ocean. Delightful. Yeah, that's great. You can do that. You can shoot yourself out of a cannon. It's so good. Uh, fair enough. <clears throat> yeah, I... I wish that we all lived in a world where everyone had the hardware to run it, because I do think that our group of friends would have a ball playing Sea of Thieves together. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta convince Louisa and Chris to get a Steam Deck. <laughs> yep. I got a Switch. I'm, I'm all set. Ugh, playing the, the a game of that scope on Steam Deck would be so depressing. <laughs> I mean, you it's can all plug it into a TV. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, that's true. I forgot that it. I wonder how well it would run on us. Probably fine, right? It came out like five years ago or something. Yeah, but even now with my two-year-old gaming PC, it still like takes a, almost all of the resources to run it at max uh, graphics settings. Mm. 
Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. Um, but if you are out there and you have not tried Sea of Thieves or you tried it a long time ago and you, you haven't dipped back in, I do recommend it. It's gotten a lot better. It's very fun. And, uh, yeah, it's got, it's got a lot of things to do now. I'm saving up to buy my own ship. Mm, very good. Fun. Do you have a little dog companion? No, the only ones I've encountered so far you need to pay real world money for, and I'm absolutely not going to do that. <laughs> Fair. Of course not. I already bought the game, Microsoft. Get over yourself. I, um, that's a, that's a rare game, right? A rareware? Yes, correct. Um, one, wild, that they, the, like... That Donkey Kong's dad made all these pirates? <laughs> that the cachet that that developer has has fallen so low that I have to be like, hey, they made that one, right? <laughs> like... It used they used to be like oh yeah rare has another game coming out it's going to be a red hot banger and everyone will play it mm-hmm. um but it remind that it reminded me that just two days ago uh, on game pass and on switch goldeneye was finally re-released <laughs> for the first time ever i think that's so funny um, are people enjoying it i i heard it I heard people talking about it coming out like, oh, that's funny, but it won't be as good as the experience was when it first came out because of local multiplayer or something. And I don't know if that's true. I tried the Switch version and was like, okay, there's not enough control options to make this worth playing, but it is, you know, accurately emulating the N64 experience. I just, Hmm. you know, that experience is not great because you didn't have two analog sticks uh i haven't played the xbox version yet but i imagine they're gonna do what they did with perfect dark and give it like modern controls and stuff Ooh, that'd be good <laughs> although i will say and i think this may be because i played so much goldeneye when i was younger but um when i play a first person shooter with a controller i'm always like this is way clunky than it should be mm. i Nowadays, I only ever play first-person shooters with keyboard and mouse because having the mouse to be able to aim is like how do you get around? How do you not? How do you do it any other way? How do you go back once you realize how easy it is with a mouse? I'm never going to be good enough at a shooter that it will make a difference whether I use a mouse or a <laughs> uh, a controller. When I played Half Life Alex, I was worried because the fact that you can literally aim your gun at a thing and shoot it and like lean out from behind walls to shoot and then hide with your back against the wall so they can't shoot you back. I was like, this is this is a million times better than any other first person shooter in terms of feeling like you're in control of it. Yeah. Um and I was like, if I played this too much, I would never want to play any other first person ever. But luckily, it's a very short game. <laughs> and also, well, first-person shooters aren't that fun anyway. That's true, but you get you get a craving for them sometimes. You're just like, Everyone what if I just fucked up some zombies or robots or whatever for a while? <sighs> I do struggle with the fact that there's some very good first-person shooters out there where the people you're shooting are humans, and I just, I can't stomach it, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can we replace them? To a mob yeah, that with, replaces them with with uh, pirate skeletons. Pirate skeletons, <laughs> yes, perfect. Yep. Ugh, they're so fun to blow up. God, they're so cool. Do they make the xylophone noise like uh, dry bones in Super Mario Brothers? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. But when they are coming at you, they do make a nice clacky sound. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Boom. 
Louisa, I know that you don't have any of the things you would need to play this game, but uh-huh. you would fucking love this game. <laughs> it would be your favorite game. I it's don't got know. All the th- it's got all the things you like. You can get a hurdy-gurdy to play sea shanties while you're on the... <laughs> That's in fact, good. you have one by default. Uh, <laughs> you, you get to buy cosmetic upgrades for your little guy that don't do anything mechanically but look cool. And good. you get to fight clacky skeletons and be a pirate. You love all these things. Yeah, that is cool. I'm worried that um, you say like it's a little bit hard to steer the ship. I don't really like games where it's a complicated set of uh, controls and it's time sensitive, which I feel like this would be. Yeah. It, what's nice is that even if you absolutely fuck your ship up on the rocks, like, you can just swim out to, to the ocean and a mermaid will scoop you up and take you back to the mainland so you can get a new ship. So the mm. worst thing that will happen to you is that you'll lose the, a treasure you found. Yeah, I guess that's not too bad. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it sounds fun. It's all academic because you'll never have a meme that can run <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can make sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway um okay well louisa what did you do this week this week i watched a new tv show that i like very much and this is a tv show called a poker face mm, lady gaga bio <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, there's some very interesting this is a tv show there are very some very interesting um uh music cues in some of the episodes it is fucking google proof to find out what music is in the tv show poker face <laughs> <laughs> So that's frustrating. Although now I found some playlists, so I'm all set. Um, but this is a comedy. Uh, it's a mystery series. Light, this is the guy comedic. who did Glass Onion and Knives Out. Yes, yes, this is Ryan Johnson. Is it Ryan Johnson or is it Ryan? I think it's Ryan. Okay, Ryan Johnson. Um, so yeah, it has uh, some of his uh, dark humor, like moments and some things that are ridiculous. It's it's very fun. It reminds me a lot of. Uh, it reminds me a lot more of Glass Onion than Knives Out, because I feel like he developed a weird cast of characters more in Glass Onion. And this has a weird cast of characters. But you've got a uh, woman, Charlie Kale, who's kind of a deadbeat, but she has the ability to always tell if someone's lying. And what's interesting is, like, that sounds like, you know, a, a fine gimmick for a detective for a TV show. But she... Doesn't always know why they're lying. She says right in the first episode that that's the important thing. So yeah. later when someone's like, oh, I, I, I can't find this thing. Does anyone know where it is? She knows they're lying that they don't know where the thing is. But why would somebody lie about that? But then mm. she can use that to figure out like, oh, you were lying about it because you wanted someone else to go to this place because of this murder you were doing. You know. Interesting. Huh. That yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. I do like a superpowers show. <laughs> And it's very well set up because I was talking to a friend about this. I don't think there's any other show or movie series except for Columbo where you find out right at the beginning who did it. Mm. So for this, you find out who did the, the murder right away. So then you get to focus all your time on what kind of clues is she going to find. Mm. So that's fun. So is this a murder of the week style show, like a murder she wrote, where it's a different mystery every episode? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that was the uh, the like idea that you know what what the crime is and who did it right away was sort of, that was the premise of um, Law and Order Criminal Intent. Part oh, that's of why true. I got hooked into that one so much. It is an interesting yeah. premise. I don't think about it much. How how it's like got a natural pull to it. 
Yeah. And it's kind of nice because you, you, right away when the show opens, you see a few minutes or days or whatever, you see a slight scene setting leading up to the murder. So then you're like, okay, I see, you know, what they, the murder weapon or whatever. And then later you're like, oh, that's how Charlie's going to see what was used as the murder weapon because of this clue, which at the time I tried to make note of because I wasn't worried about who did it. So I was able to focus on the details. I wrote it on my little clue card that says Mrs. Peacock wasn't (laughs) in the library. So that's very fun. The disappointing thing is four episodes got released right away when the show premiered last week. It's on streaming. It's on Peacock, by the way. And then the next six episodes in this season, ten episodes season, are going to be one per week. So, oh, I really want to just marathon this whole show (laughs) right away. So what you're telling me is I should start watching it in ten weeks. Probably. Start watching it in the middle of March and then you're fine. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll probably need something to watch in the middle of March. Oh, I will definitely have forgotten that this exists. <laughs> Fair enough. But I love it, and I wish it was like Columbo, like an old series show where you'd get like 20 episodes a year, because ugh, that would be so much better. Yep. But I really enjoy it. I just it. heard the other day that the next season of Taskmaster is coming out in March, and I'm like, what? how are you guys doing this so fast? I mean, they can film like two or three series at a time, right? Because they do like... A task a day over the course of several months? Not even. They do like five or six tasks a day. But like some of them take a while is the point. So they could have like, all right, Monday we're going to shoot with series 13 and Tuesday we're going to shoot with series 14. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. If, If I feel like they've kept their level of quality up pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that they're doing a great job. It's just so wild that they're like, yeah, we do three seasons a year. Like, damn. (laughs) All right. Uh, So do you think you guys will watch Poker Face? At some point. It it sounds like something I would enjoy. I I probably will, but I... The joke I made earlier had a kernel of truth in that I am worried I will forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like to try it when I have time. Well, I'll remind you because I'll be watching as it goes. So when that finale comes out, I won't spoil it, but I'll be super excited, I'm sure. You'll be like, it turns out she was the one who was lying the whole season. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have that power at all. Yep. She made it I was. I do love the premise of a show about a detective who genuinely believes they have a supernatural ability to tell when people are lying, but they don't. That would be fun. Okay. <laughs> that well, could be very funny. I like about this show that in the first episode, um, someone says, like, oh, you can you can do this. This is amazing. Like, this is why she, um, uh, when she was younger, she did poker circuits, and she kept winning, and then she got kind of blackballed, because, like, even if people don't think you're cheating, like, they don't want to play with you if you always win, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, someone talks to her about that and is like, that's amazing. And she's like, yeah, but the thing is, I'm a dumbass. And <laughs> as the series goes on, you kind of see how she is a dumbass. <laughs> like, she doesn't know if someone's a murderer, like we do, the audience. So she just yeah. says stuff she shouldn't say to them and then, like, giving them clues about how to stop her. Uh, mm-hmm. So, it's very funny <laughs> that way. <laughs> that's cool. I do think that Ryan Johnson, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, has a good ability to make the characters be simultaneously, like, uh, archetypical mystery characters, but still feel human. Yes. Um, in a way, I mean, I love Poirot, as we've talked about on the show before, but sometimes it's so fucking funny when Poirot's like, 
I know who the killer is, and the way that I'm going to reveal it is by doing a ventriloquist show with this child's doll. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, everyone in the room is like, oh, very serious, and we need to be worried about this. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing, <laughs> everyone? That's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I do like that in this show, she kind of sets up ways where she's almost in trouble. Of course, she gets out of it. But it'll be like, no, don't go confront the person you know did the murders outside the back of a building at night. What are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. that's the worst thing you could do. Yeah, uh, I do like the. I I'm more intrigued by the premise now that I know that, like, despite her superpower, she's not good at solving mysteries. Yeah, <laughs> which is great. Also, <clears throat> I don't want to spoil anything, but in the first episode, she just has a regular life, and then you're like, how is she going to ever get into solving murders every week? That's weird. Nick Fury shows up. <laughs> yeah. So it gets into that from that point. Um, so there's a through line, and I'm assuming at the end of the season, it'll probably tie back into that. But as of now, it is murder of the week thing, where she's just solving one murder at a time. Meeting new Honestly, characters. I feel like there was definitely a time in the history of my television watching where I was like, yes, I do want there to be an overarching plot. Mm -hmm. But I feel like every show is like that now, and I really do miss the old way of doing things where it's like, oh, you can just watch this episode and it's got all the stuff you need. Like, you don't need to worry about who that one shadowy figure is that's pulling the strings behind the, the curtain. Yeah. Which is great. So I just watched episode three, and that, I think, fully stands alone. You could watch that by itself, never see any of the other episodes, and it works. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed it. It was my favorite one so far. So anyway, I highly recommend to anyone who likes a mystery series to check out Poker Face. Or if you're a fan of Lady Gaga's work. Exactly. Or Queen. Sure. (laughs) It's funny, the music is all... mm, little bit of 60s but mostly like mid to late 70s which i think uh ryan johnson is that's something he loves in music so is it set in modern day it is i should say that yes it's extremely 70s influenced so you could look at any part of the show and be like this is set in 1978 or whatever but they all have like modern phones and it, it they make the mysteries work with modern technologies which is great so yes it's kind of both which i love it is surprising to me how often mystery things are just like, but cell phones make it fall yeah. apart. Like, it feels like uh, mysteries were able to keep up with technology up to a certain point, and then suddenly they were like, we're just not going to figure out how to make <laughs> mysteries work with cell phones. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if when mysteries got big in the Victorian era, when like telephones were invented, were there bad mystery writers who are like, well, I can't write anymore because people will just know everything with a telephone. That'll ruin yeah. the mystery. <laughs> no, we've gone away to our country home that doesn't have telephones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do think that at that time, luckily, that the technology was... Um, unreliable enough that you could just be like um the telephone's burned down i mean that's a common like we have to figure out who the killer is in in this mansion is oh the telephones somebody cut the line Mm -hmm. hey here's a question i should definitely know the answer to but i don't in every horror movie the murderer comes up and like uses an axe or something to cut the phone lines that are just on the side of the house Mm mm-hmm is that real? Can people do that? Yeah, I mean... In the suburbs, for sure. Yeah. It seems fucked up that, like, your phone line is just there and somebody... 
a, a, a rowdy teen with a nail file could just be like, fuck your, I mean, I guess I don't use, I don't have a landline, so I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that's but, the thing. Yeah. But yeah, they could cut your, uh, cut the power too. Or... Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Poker Face is awesome, and I hope you both will watch it, and I hope the listeners will also watch it. And Jeff, what did you do this week? Uh, oh boy, I've been doing a bunch of stuff. Um, I would say the main thing is I returned to the distant, beautiful planet of Pandora and learned oh, the no! water. <laughs> uh, the main thing? Because they've got mains that they used to fuck, as I understand it. Uh, <laughs> it's deeper than that. The connection between the the people and Awa. Oh God! So Jeff has got full Avatar <laughs> like <laughs> Navi tattoo on his back. No, I did. I did the perfect ideal thing, which is I had uh, uh, like reasonable, reason mid size edible as I left the house. <laughs> All right. So that as this is the way that I've heard everyone say you have to uh-huh. experience this movie. So as Jake Sully and his family uh, got to the the new water fish cat people, uh, the edible hit, and I had a great time. <laughs> nice. Um, fun to look at. I don't know. It's <laughs> end of review. Before, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's such a movie-ish movie. It's definitely mm-hmm. more uh, enjoyable than the first one. There's a lot more just like yeah. people looping around looking at stuff, and it does not feel three hours and five minutes long, which is an insane length for a movie to be. Yeah. So far, literally, I've I've heard maybe five people tell me about seeing this movie, and no one has said even a single sentence that has made me want to watch it at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you are a big movie theater person, that's pretty much the reason to watch it is because it's fun I to love go to the going, movie theater. I love going to the movie theater, but I fucking I didn't go for movies I wanted to see. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to go for this piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, IMAX 3D, it was fun. Mm. It was fun. I think nice. that's part of it, is that I can see why people enjoy IMAX 3D, but I hate it. I hate wearing the glasses. I hate having it be like I can't watch the whole screen all at once. So I think that's why the, these movies just aren't for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very finicky kind of viewing experience, but... um. Mm-mm. I don't know. I I did enjoy I did enjoy to look at it despite the fact that the glasses are annoying and I have to sit at fully the back of the theater in order to like have ideal seating. But mm. um god, well, I guess I saw the the killer robot movie. <laughs> Mithrigan. Oh, also. Megan, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that's good to see in a theater because you want to be able to like yell and scream with everyone else. Otherwise, it's not so fun. I do kind of wish I had waited, because there is an inevitable unrated cut coming at some Ah. point. Uh, And the theater version Where Megan says dick every scene. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It's like, every time- every time this- this evil robot kills someone, they have to, like, cut away, Mm -hmm. because it's (laughs) PG-13. Quick question. As I said, I have not seen anything- I've only heard about this movie third-hand. Um- is Megan a child, like, played by a child actress? I believe that the stunt performed, the, like, primary physical performer is, uh, like, a 
like, 12-year-old dancer in, like, a costume. Um, then I retract my my joke about saying the word dick, because children should not say that word. I think the voice actor might be an adult, though. Mm, that's complicated, because mm. then who's saying the word dick, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, how do you the know voice that? actor is. <laughs> But it's coming out of the face of the child, you know? The, well, the face is, the face is like a toy Muppet face. Yeah. Well, how child. do you feel about the Chucky doll saying so many swears like he does in his movies? I feel like the fact that he has like a baby Huey voice makes it okay to me. He doesn't! No. He does. He's like, hey, I'm Chucky over here. Yeah, that's not what Baby Huey sounds like, though. <laughs> yeah. Wait, not Baby Huey. Who am I thinking? Who's that baby for Hugh, who for Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't remember his name, but yeah, that's fine. Either. Yeah. <laughs> Cigar Baby. <laughs> yes, Cigar Baby from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Baby Nelson? Mm. No, Babyface Nelson is a uh, gangster. Oh, a gangster. Thinking. Yes, you're right. <laughs> and I think also maybe a rapper or wrestler? Mm. Baby from Roger. Yeah, we need to Rabbit. stop the podcast till Jeff gets <laughs> it's to the Baby bottom. Herman. Oh, Herman. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That. Yes. Exactly that voice. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes it okay because it's uh, it, that at that point it's intentionally humorous. Yeah. Um, okay. And also, most of the time, Chucky is a little puppet and not like a person in a costume. Also, I feel like it being a part of the movie makes it okay, but if I was, like, as a person making a joke, if I was like, yeah, I want to see this child doll fuck, it makes me seem like a bad person. Uh (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, yes, it does make you seem like a bad person. That's different. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if I did say that, it would be bad. Yeah, uh uh-huh. If you did it, this is how you would have done it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's how I would get away with it. (laughs) Uh, no, I, I think that that is much different than saying that you want to see the evil doll in the movie swear more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but still, I just don't want to be on the record as saying I want to see a child say the word dick. Okay. <laughs> but if you did want to see that, you could go watch the movie Good Boys. Is that a, is that what that movie's about? I've never heard of this movie. Oh. Is that like History Boys? No, it was that movie that came out a few years ago that was kind of like a, uh, wacky vulgar comedy but starring like middle school boys oh like every Steven super bad is what you're thinking Steven of Spielberg yeah like a from like a the, super bad. early career yeah you're right about spielberg though yeah yes he loved to see little kids swear <laughs> that was his whole shit oh god so anyway <laughs> what do we do on this show though who knows well we go to the wiki how suggested articles page and we put a random word in the suggestions to see a list of questions people have asked related to that word, and then we provide answers to those questions. And today's random word was active. There's a ton of, the majority, I would say, of entries on here that are something that's ActiveX. What is that? It is a piece of computer software for displaying graphics. Uh, It's like a rendering software, which is not very exciting. Similarly, there's also a lot of questions about active sync, which is just a thing that keeps your different devices in sync. Why do so many softwares want to use the word active? Because it sounds cool and dynamic. Yeah, I guess. Without conveying anything about their values, I guess. (laughs) I like this one. How to disable active armor. I assume that's a software, but I like the idea that it's not. Yeah. Uh, if it's magnets, you take away the magnet and all the armor will fall off you, probably. Mm-hmm. 
do you think active armor is like the that armor that uh, female characters wear in all medieval uh, artwork that is like doesn't cover the parts of their body that would make you horny? <laughs> <laughs> is that active armor? <laughs> uh, no, I think that's the most inactive armor possible. I mean, the armor isn't active, but yeah. the armor is there for you to be active sexually. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, guess that's true, because that armor covers the same parts that, like, active wear covers, right? Mm. So yes. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Okay. I buy yeah. that connection more. It's true. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> I really like this one. <laughs> How to get an overactive thyroid. I think this person might be worried about a health condition, but they make it sound like they want an overactive thyroid. You go, yeah, like... go to eBay, type it in, <laughs> buy one. <laughs> I feel like this is a thing where you you have an overactive thyroid, and I'm like, how did I get this? <laughs> yeah. How did I get from there to here? Yeah. How can I write a self-help book on how you can get an overactive thyroid, too? Oh, opposite problem. How to treat an underactive thyroid. Yeah, how to treat it by getting an overactive thyroid. Maybe this is the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you just need to get both. You know, yin and yang. Two thyroids. Alike you have an overactive thyroid, and your partner has an underactive thyroid, mm. and together you balance each other out. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's I like when one of you I, doesn't like olives. I guess I <laughs> fell in love with Tyson because he always calls me on my overactive thyroid. <laughs> is what you would say on a dating show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be a normal thing to say, even. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever think about when people are like, "Yeah, I love this guy because he uh, he calls me on my shit." That's miserable. Yeah. Can you imagine having a lifetime partner who always calls you on your shit? <laughs> I have so much shit! Yeah, but, like, imagine if you were the type of person who was on one of these programs. Yeah, well... You would uh, you but... would need someone to rein you in sometimes. <laughs> I guess that's true. I feel like if you're a type A personality and you're just, like, doing stuff all the time, you need someone to be like, hey... Stop doing so much cocaine, because it's making your life worse. (laughs) Type A, where the A is for asshole. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If anything, the main thing that I want out of a partner is someone who will quietly put up with my shit. (laughs) Yeah. That's true love right there. (laughs) Oh, Matt's obsessing over learning how to make boats for a week, and then we'll forget about it. Mm -hmm. That's Matt for you. What are you gonna do? (laughs) I, um... Make a Madness interactive mod. This one perplexed me at first. How to become the Joker. Uh huh. Interactive. How to Madness interactive, interactive sounds like a video game studio from the nineties. Oh yeah, it absolutely does. <laughs> uh, I think that this is about Madness, which is apparently a franchise of like Newgrounds game. Oh yeah, our house in the middle of our street. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a second wave ska band. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No. What's the other Madness song people know? House of Fun? Yes, House of Fun. Um, right. It's all about houses with them. Do you remember... Houses. Madness and houses. Do you remember the Flash game era of, like, it would be... Yes. Not the Flash quite didn't a... have any games. Superman and Batman, they get all the games. Uh-huh. No way. The Flash was the only one that had any fun ever. He's the He's the fun one. But does he get his own game? I don't think he does, does he? Yeah, there have uh, been the Flash video games. I'm sure there have, but also in the universe, the only one that ever plays games is the Flash because he. Yeah, I feel like Green Lanterns probably play chess with each other using their Green Lantern powers. 
Did you, Jeff, did you ever start playing mid Marvel Midnight Suns? No, I'm going to wait for it to be on Super Sale or come to a subscription service that I'm already That's definitely the right call. But I do want to say that as you get about halfway through the game, you're starting to develop relationships with the other people in the thing, in, in the, the group, the super group that you're uh, part of. And there's an option to just play video games with Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's, that, I bet that's really annoying. He probably teabags you every time. Every <laughs> time he kills you in multiplayer. They really make Spider-Man very neurotic in this, uh, which I know has always been kind of a part of Peter Parker's personality, but just like, he's just like, do you think the other Midnight Suns like me? And I'm like, fucking cut it out, Spider-Man. <laughs> Everyone loves you. You're the Mickey Mouse of Marvel. Get over yourself. Well, now Mickey Mouse is the Mickey Mouse of Marvel, well, if you think about oh, it. Oh, man. Can you imagine a Kingdom Hearts game, but with DC superheroes, or uh, Marvel superheroes? Right? I almost guarantee that Kingdom Hearts 4 will have a like Marvel world. That's impossible. <laughs> you say that, but I bet I bet that's yeah. right. They... I... Wait, I want to make an actual bet on this. Okay. Okay. Mm. If there is a Marvel world in the next Kingdom Hearts game, well, I guess you need to tell me what I would do. Well, if there's not a Marvel world in the next Kingdom Hearts game, I, Jeff, I want you to uh, come on this show and give us ten reasons why Batman is the worst superhero. Easy. Okay. Superheroes are for children. <laughs> I no, was going to say, no. Jeff wants to do it right away, I'm yeah. sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, then, who's your favorite superhero? Um, <laughs> Are we friends? Check yes or no. <laughs> Thomas Sankara. I don't know who that is. Is uh, that a Doctor Fate? <laughs> no, he was he was a uh, revolutionary leader in Africa in the seventies. Oh, I see. He was assassinated by a CIA-backed member of his own party. Yeah. This is about Marvel superheroes. No, this is yeah. for the real world. I only, I'm hmm. only, we're, I only hear and worship here, the Jeff. real world. Jeff, okay. are you really at this late stage trying to pivot your character into someone who's like, I don't know anything about superheroes from comic books, but I do I know do, everything about I, superheroes. I do from comic only books. care about revolutionary <laughs> leaders in the real world. I wouldn't say that I'm passionate enough about Batman that it would make me mad to list reasons why he sucks. Yeah, I was just thinking about something funny that you could do on the show that we're on, that we're doing oh, now. I start now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done anything funny Wait, yet. I want to hear this bet. Is it only that there will or will not be a Marvel no, what or... Here, Matt, you tell me what is more likely out of the Disney okay. properties that uh, that have become Disney properties since Kingdom Hearts started existing is it more likely that there will be a marvel world in a kingdom hearts game or uh the planet pandora from avatar because definitely planet pandora 110 percent. i wonder how much how much control james cameron has over that ip or if like fox and now disney just own it well there is a pandora world in the disney park animal kingdom and that was there before they bought Fox, too. Yeah, so, like, he's willing to sell out at least that much. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would be, I would go so far as to say I would be completely unsurprised if there was an, if Pandora was in the next Kingdom Hearts game. I would be like, yep, this is, this is exactly in line with everything else that they've ever done. It is tonally very appropriate. Yes. Whereas if they had fucking, if they have fucking Iron Man in a Kingdom Hearts game, I'm just like, 
you've lost the thread entirely. I mean, they point. have Jack Sparrow in a Kingdom Hearts game. Oh, that makes sense to me. He's a goofy-ass idiot. <laughs> I mean, so is Iron Man, to be fair. Yeah, yeah that's true. Those but... are the two most similar like... characters from those two franchises. I just don't... I can't see... It doesn't make sense to me because if you show up in the Marvel Universe and you're like, hey, you know, I'm fighting this darkness that's going to consume all of the planets and all of the universe, like, surely Iron Man or Thor or whatever dumb shit they put in this game will be like, well, I need to drop everything I'm doing and come with you to help that. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh, we're de- we're, other- we're definitely getting a Star Wars world in the next one, right? I was going to yeah, say, maybe I'd, that's the I, other one. I'd be, yeah, I would be more open. I would be more believing of that than Marvel. Fun. I think that'd be cool. I could, I could see that. <laughs> I think all Bell duck in a stormtrooper outfit. <laughs> I think all I three of these. No, shut up a minute. I think yeah, all yeah, three of about... these are going to be in the next game. All three of them: Pandora, which... Marvel, oh, okay. and Star Wars. At that point, it's not even a Disney. Yeah, thing I know they don't though. give a shit. People will buy it because of all these crazy things that are going to be in it. I love the idea that Sora and Goofy and Don would land in Star Wars and be on the Empire's side. <laughs> They'd be in, like, <laughs> costumes. Goofy is wearing just Darth Vader's whole outfit. What if Goofy met Jar Jar Binks? Mm, I think it would go a little something <laughs> like this. Louisa, you're Goofy, Jack and Jar Jar Binks go. I was gonna say, I think it would go a little something like this. Disgusting makeout noises. <laughs> 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 right? They're horrible mouths. Ugh. Oh, boy. Yep. Do you th- maybe there's not going to be any Disney worlds at the next Kingdom Hearts. Didn't he get transported to, like, there's... photorealistic Tokyo at the oh, end of no. the last one? I thought that they weren't doing Kingdom Hearts anymore, although I'm sure they will. No, yeah. four, 4 has been announced. Oh, has it? Ah, yeah. oh, fuck. Um, yeah, if they still are doing guest worlds, uh... Although, supposedly, Kingdom Hearts 3 didn't have any Final Fantasy guys in it, which, at that point, why bother? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The whole point is you want to see Cloud uh, waxing poetic about how they all need to save Mickey Mouse. (laughs) Yeah. I just want Goofy to make out with someone on every (laughs) planet you go to. You know he has. He has a son. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. (laughs) That means he just... real name? George Keefe? Geef, I think. Geef? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't remember his first name, though. It's not George, because that's too close to Georgia O'Keefe. Uh, it might be George Geef. Is it? I, I think know. it is Geef. And it's something with a G. It's George G. Geef. There we it go. George. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Were they trying to make a joke about Georgia O'Keefe? No, Maybe. they just don't know what things are. They're like, what's the name that starts with G? George, done. Um, in... 2000s comics, his full name is Goofus D. Dog, but in Goof Troop, he's GG Goof. George G. Goof. Um, Goofus D. Dog would be a great rapper name. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? So would so would Goofy's original name, Dippy Dog, spelled with a D-A-W-G dog. Yeah. <laughs> Only if you were the rapper that's famous for using snooze on stage. <laughs> Remember um, the old Kitchen Cabaret in Epcot and Tone Loke was the food rapper? <laughs> Yes! Oh, that was so good! <laughs> a candy bar who told you in Tone Luke's voice all about nutrition and the food pyramid. Oh, I watched a YouTube video of that uh, yes. a while ago, and like, 
it wasn't the version I remembered, which mm-hmm. makes me wonder if I'm insane or if they changed it. <laughs> they did change it several times, and they're so different that you do feel insane watching the wrong one. Yeah, because it's, it is so different, but then there are moments that are the same, yeah. and you're like, oh, wait, wait, is this what I was thinking of? Oh, Je- Jeff has completely checked out. <laughs> I don't know anything about uh, the Disney park lore or whatever you're talking about. Well, imagine well, Toe Loke's voice coming out of an animatronic candy bar, and his name <laughs> is Food Rapper, and it's spelled F-U with a line over it, D-W-R-A-P-P-E-R. Okay, that is actually pretty good, but I don't think I could conjure what Tone Loke sounds like. Uh, he did think Funky Cold Medina. Cold Medina. <laughs> yeah, I would probably recognize that song if I heard it, but I haven't, <laughs> I don't have Tone enough, I don't have enough, uh... Uh, large language modeling of Tone Loke's voice to to make my own Tone Loke voice in my mind. He did Wild Thing, which samples the original yes. song Wild Thing, but it's different. Isn't that one of those songs that are of the style that I love, where at the end of the song, like a prank happens to the person singing? Maybe isn't that it, isn't it a thing where he's like, and I took this girl home, and she was a real wild thing, and then. I realized she was actually a werewolf and she killed me or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a woman who wants $50 to make him holler because <laughs> mm-hmm. he realizes he took home a prostitute. That was the joke. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't that far off. <laughs> yeah. That is like a prank. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to be did on, on the record as comparing <laughs> sex workers to werewolves, but. Yeah. <laughs> but you know who would be really successful in that field? A werewolf. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> At least for be one a night a month. Like that, right? <laughs> yeah, they just need to go to Comic-Con. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Matt's talking about them actually being successful. I thought Jeff was talking about them being successful at killing people who then they could get away with it because it was just Johns who were, like, secretly away from their families anyway. No, I, I was talking about how they'd make a lot of money one oh, night okay. a year. Because everyone wants to have sex with a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Well, that's we nice. That's much nicer. <laughs> Although, who knows how, how it works? Maybe, like, one day before and after the full moon, you become, like, 78% werewolf. Yeah. Hey, should we all write a uh, an X-rated Halloween song called Everyone Wants to Have Sex with a Werewolf? Mm, uh, yes, but we have to call it 78% Werewolf. Uh, that seems like it would be lyrically clunky. We don't ever have to say the title of the song. It's just called Oh, okay. That. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I don't get the hook for this song that's particularly funny or interesting. John Popper plays the harmonica really well. Oh, yeah. now I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> that's the hook. Yeah, it, it brings you back. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, could you put that song at the end of the episode? Thanks, Jeff. Please? What song? Could you put the food wrapper song from Kitchen Cabaret at the end of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the other day, we did used to do that. Yeah. We did used to actually put the songs we referenced at the end of this show. Yeah, yeah man. That's what that joke is about. <laughs> I know. That's so wild that we don't do that anymore, or that we ever did. I don't know which is wilder. <laughs> it's wild that we're still doing this show like 500 episodes in. <laughs> I know. Why? <laughs> Why? But, no, shut up. We're talking about cartoon characters. Get him. How do you walk attractively? Because I think some cartoon characters have this down. Mm, watch, yeah, watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the scene where Jessica Rabbit is introduced. And, and walk, just walk like, like Bob Hoskins. You gotta move your hips a lot. So much that you like almost Bob fall down. Bob Hoskins does. But you go don't on. fall down. Like Bob Hoskins does. He does fall down. He's a yeah. drunk. He falls yeah. down a lot. It's true. 
Um, Bob Hoskins is an attractive man in a way that you can't really figure out why. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that if uh, Twitter was around during his heyday, they would have been very thirsty for him like they were when Alfred Molina decided to be in a Spider-Man movie again. Yeah. I can't get over that bowl cut. I don't like it. That's not good. He doesn't have a bowl cut in the movie, though. He kind of does. We talk- No, we talked about this. We talked about this yeah. on the show. We talked about this in our Discord. Yeah, we've covered this. Yeah, it's true. They've, they, it's like they go out of their way to make Alfred Molina not attractive as Dr. Octopus, which is fair enough. And it doesn't work, because then they have yeah. him take his shirt off and be covered in baby oil. <laughs> true. I don't know if that's automatically an attractive thing, but I guess it doesn't hurt. I mean, the thing about Sam Raimi is every time he puts an average-looking man in a movie, he then makes it extremely horny-looking. That's because he <sighs> desperately wants people to be horny for very average-looking men like himself. Maybe, but also there is a charisma to, like, a Willem Dafoe or an Alfred Molina or, I guess, a Bruce Campbell. There's the thing, though. I was going to say, with, with Sam Raimi, he loves Bruce Campbell. We know that. Bruce Campbell is like a caricature of a handsome man. Like, I think he's cool and he's a very funny person and he's not, like, some dumb himbo, but he looks like a dumb himbo. Yeah. Has anyone ever done a thing with Bruce Campbell and Patrick Warburton in the same project? Because they would be great <laughs> together. It seems like it must have happened at this point. And I yet. don't know. I don't know of a property that has two himbos that work together, but mm-hmm. I want it to. I guess Thor and Hercules in the Marvel comics. <laughs> mm. They should be brothers who solve crimes together. Is what they should be. I love this. And then their their ward is Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, this is gonna be magic, magic Mike Four. <laughs> yeah, it's it's called uh, uh, himbo. Himbo detectives. No, that's bad. Uh-huh. Does it have to have the word himbo? Can you combine Columbo no. and himbo somehow? <laughs> Col- him. No, that's not good. Him bros! Because they're all brothers. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> himbo already implies you're a bro. No, it doesn't. But this, you had to add the extra layer because they're literally blood brothers in this yeah. one. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the credit, the opening credits could be that song "Blood Brothers" by Papa Roach. So, oh, are the only horny mainstream superhero movies the first two Spider-Man movies? No, mm. nobody's horny about any of the other ones, really. I think. Are Superman. you talking about the audience or within the movie? People are horny. I think like both... everyone is so horny for uh, Thor and Black Panther, right? But in like a way that feels very childish and chaste. How far back are we going? Because I think the Superman from 1978 was quite horny. Mm, yeah, that and is, that's true. That's a that's a horny movie. I think Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman was extremely horny, and Batman was as well in those movies. Maybe. The problem is that, yes, Michelle Pfeiffer is like a, like a fetish model in yeah. that movie, but it now watching it as an adult and having heard her talk about how horrible it was to get into that outfit every day, I'm like... This is this makes me sad, actually. <laughs> but have you seen the behind-the-scenes thing of Michelle Pfeiffer using the whip to take the heads off all those mannequins, which she does perfectly in one take, and then the whole crew cheers, because that's pretty great. Yeah, that is it's pretty true. great. It's true. I just feel so bad. Michelle Pfeiffer was, is such a great performer, and a, like a genuinely talented actress, and they put her in so many horrible sexually exploitative roles that makes me sad yeah she did a good job though with them 
with what she had like, to work with. Catwoman's origin story in that movie yeah. is that she gets <laughs> raped to death and then no, comes no. back as a fetish model. Okay, no, she does not. She does get the terrible um, uh, origin story of being pushed out of a window for figuring out that the books are crooked or something. After, well, her boss tries to sexually assault her. Right. And then throws her out a window. And then after she dies, she comes back being like, I'm going to use the horniness of men to kill them, which I'm yeah. on board with on paper. <laughs> but yeah. well, Tim, what I'm Tim Burton's not the guy to do it. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. But it's not as bad as you are saying just now. No, I guess she doesn't actually get raped, but it's it's very upsetting that she is so sexual after her origin story is basically surviving a sexual assault. Yeah. That's not good. I mean, that's, that's kind good. of the way... Uh, superhero stories think empowerment works, which is if you're yeah. mousy and uh, you get harassed, you, then you stand up for yourself. You take control of your sexuality, and now you're empowered. Yeah, that's a very yeah. uh, that's a, a very Tim Burton style. <laughs> it just feels weird and different when it's like, oh yes, criminals killed my parents, so now I need to kill every criminal. Feels more empowered than. I was sexually assaulted, so now I need to be the weirdest pervert on Earth. Yeah. Yeah, it's much better to be like, I would like to create infinite power by making a miniature sun, so I'm going to become the weirdest pervert on Earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's this? Uh, Dr. Octopus. Spider-Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, oh, Alfred himself? Okay. <laughs> yeah, or I need to uh, inhale this gas that turns me into the Joker, so I'm going to become the weirdest pervert on Earth. Willem, or like, Willem Dafoe I need and Spider-Man. To, <laughs> I need to deny myself all pleasures because of my strict Catholicism and then rub chocolate all over my nude body and become the biggest pervert on Earth. Daredevil? <laughs> That's uh, a great guess. Yeah, it's pretty. You're very close. <laughs> a different Batman <Ben> <sighs> character. <laughs> Just so that our audience isn't being driven insane, I am, of course, referring to Alfred Molina's other character in the movie Chocolat. Okay, I didn't know that because I haven't seen that movie. It's pretty good, yeah. except for the fact that known pervert Johnny Depp is in it. You know what movie I uh, rewatched yesterday, and it's still good. The Sixth mm. Sense. Mm, that one was too upsetting for me. I remembered it as very upsetting, but then I watched it and was like, oh, no, there were act- there's actually no jump scares in this movie like I thought there were. I feel like Bruce Willis in my memory is a bad actor, and then every time I see a movie where he's doing a good job, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's been in a lot of bad movies, I think, as part of it. And he's terrible in them. Yeah. He's not like somebody who's like, yeah, he, he does a lot of bad choices, but he's always pretty good. Like, I've still never watched all of Die Hard. Don't at me, mm, at Jeff instead. You're wrong. But, though, Die Hard is a bad movie. But Incorrect. Bruce Willis is terrible in it. He is just, uh, maybe, I don't know. No, I'm going to let you die out there on this one. The fifth, <laughs> the fifth Element is definitely his worst performance, even though that movie's not oh, I as hate bad that as... What about Hudson Hawk, which is very bad, and he's bad I've in it. I've not seen it. He might be bad in that, too. He's uh, He does a good job in Pulp Fiction, mm. I guess. Who's a, who is he in Pulp Fiction? Uh, he's he's that... John Travolta. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> no, he's that boxer with the French girlfriend. They digitally changed his face to look like a young John Travolta, <laughs> so that when he looped back in time... <laughs> 
<laughs> then it's face off time. You see yeah. a little bit of his dick as he's getting out of the shower. <laughs> Oh, I keep we're, trying to look for another thing on the list, and there yeah, just aren't all, any. We did all the fun ones. Yeah, they're all yeah, we could how, be done. how to get members active in your group. Talk about Alpha superhero dicks. dicks a lot. Assign them tasks. I mean, that did go. get us all talking, didn't it? Yeah, as soon as we true. started talking about Alfred Molina being horny, we were all on board. We got active in the group. Yep. How... How nude do you think you could put <laughs> pictures of Alfred Molina up around your office before you got a talking Listen, to you from HR? Okay, here's the thing about 0%. the conversation for the last few minutes. We were talking about superheroes generally, some specific movies, Bruce Willis, but you, Matt, keep bringing it back to Alfred Molina being I naked. I don't think that was the only one. <laughs> I feel like this is mm-hmm. something about you very specifically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I just find it very funny that people are horny for Alfred Molina, who I think is a great actor and generally a pretty cool dude. And, like, I see it, but I'm not attracted to him, and I think that's very funny. Uh, Fair enough. What was your question about how nude somebody has to something? How nude do you think a picture of Alfred Molina could be on the wall of your cubicle in the office before you got a talking to from HR? Uh, Shirtless would probably be okay, right? No, I was going to say shirtless from Spider-Man where he's all oily. That is too far. I think that's already too far. Yeah. I I think if you had a picture of Alfred Molina fully closed on the wall of your cubicle, (laughs) someone would say something about it. This is too horny for work. What if I had a a picture of Alfred Molina's face in a frame on my desk like he was my wife? Okay. I'm not against it. stapled over a picture of your wife's face and a picture of you and your wife? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was imagining it zoomed in so you don't even see the edges of his face. It's just a flesh-colored picture with his features in the middle. Yeah, all right. (laughs) So that, yes, do that. Mm -hmm. That's not too horny? No. No. Okay. Uh, all right, now we can be done. Okay, good. We <laughs> yeah, got we it out of our it. system. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, if you like the show, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Do people still say podcatcher? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, and tell movie your friends. With Alfred Molina and. <laughs> He's on it now. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, Steve Carell. No, what are you talking about? Podcatcher, the movie. <laughs> That's not a movie. <laughs> What movie are you talking about? Oh, I thought I'm Jeff was going to help me movie. out. I thought Jeff was going to help me out on this one. It's, I don't think Jeff knows either. It's yeah, Foxcatcher. Come on. Oh, no one saw that movie. I know, but I know who's in it. Is, Is that, that the, the Steve Carell one? Wires, I said detective? Steve Carell. I said Mark Ruffalo. Mm, okay. What's I'll the one with Toby Maguire trying to, like, solve a murder and he's a journalist? Seabiscuit. Uh, you're thinking of Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. I am thinking of Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler. That's incredible that you got that. Yeah, of course. Have you seen that movie? It rules. No, I haven't. It is uh, very unsettling despite not being, like, overtly terrifying or having a really scary premise, even. I do like that he fights with a rapier, even though he can teleport. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. He's like a pirate in heaven, I think, is one of the recent storylines. Is he? All By right. recent, I mean like ten years ago, after Nightcrawler died and they had to go rescue him from heaven. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of a Buffy the Vampire Slayer story arc? That's the twist of when they bring her back to life, they discover later that, oops, she was in heaven. Mm-hmm. 
And then they're like, we need to make heaven a place on Earth. We need to kill her again. Yeah, Belinda Carlisle, and then Jeff puts that song at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Yep, the end of the episode is just going to the... be a three-hour playlist. <laughs> Weirdly, in the episode of Buffy the Vampire the Slayer, Jeff, wait. <laughs> I just said Buffy the Vampire the Slayer, that's nothing. <laughs> Alright, I need to stop doing this show and go do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already told you guys what to do, so if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord to talk to us directly. Just you have to message us on Mastodon. I'm at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also a person that you can contact, but uh, go to WeaponizeLanguage.com. I'm not telling you more than that. Mm, very Quite good. Coy. Yeah. And I'm just freely available on the internet at louisa at mastodon.xyz Alright, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Please come back next week, but in the meantime do not forget that everything I've said is correct. I don't know if people are into it. I'm the best around! 